This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Lead Without Limits, the podcast that explores how your mind and soul energy, together with your actions and intentions, impact your leadership presence and bring heart and consciousness into your life. Join your host, certified business and life coach, Stefania Rigo, as she brings you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business in their community. And as she gives you the wisdom you need to help shape the future of society and our planet. Now here's your host, Stefania. Hey everyone, thank you for tuning in. This week in the Transformational Tidbits segment, I will be talking about resilience. Well, that's coming up later. First up is the Lead Without Limits featured guest interview. I am so excited. Today, our guest is Lynn McDonald. Lynn considers herself a tour guide who guides her clients back home to what they already have. Pointing her clients to their innate wisdom, innate resilience, and innate well-being so that they can live life beyond what they imagined. Lynn, thank you for being here today. How did you come into your own power? Why don't we start there? Sounds great, but first, Stefania, thank you for having me here. And I absolutely love the name of your podcast, Lead Without Limits. That's powerful. Thanks. So, yeah, I love it. So, actually, this is a good topic uh, that goes, obviously, with the name of your podcast. So, how did I come into my power? You know, it wasn't always like that for me. Uh, for many, many years, I just really felt um, somewhat powerless and I say that kind of tongue-in-cheek, but I never really uh, realized that I even had that type of power within me because I really lived from, uh, let's see, what could I say, a world that I created based on thinking. And, you know, way back when, I didn't even realize that I was a thinker. I didn't even really pay much attention, to be honest with you. Uh, until I began to get uh, quiet and I began to have a relationship with my thinking. But at that point, I really didn't know that it really wasn't real. It was just habitual patterns of thinking. So I've always lived, you know, the I'm not good enough type of life. And my life was reflecting that. I didn't live up to my full potential or what I thought was my full potential. So as I began to, let's see, get really more uh, involved with um, how the mind works, I ran across uh, these three principles, mind, thought, and consciousness. And uh, they were really discovered. It's a different context than what we think of, like for meditation and even Buddhism. But it has nothing to do with that. But uh, they were really uh, discovered by Sid Banks, who had this enlightened experience back in, I think it was 1973. And he was talking with someone, 
and they asked him how he was doing. And he said, oh, I'm insecure. And uh, they said, no, you just think you are. And that's when the 4th of July went off in his head. And he had a couple of enlightenment experience. And one of them was that moment when he realized that he really wasn't insecure. Because when you're not thinking about being insecure, you know, you're living a great life. You're living a, a life of what's underneath all of that, which is your innate res resilience, your innate well-being, and your innate uh, wisdom. And innate well-being is, these are all our birthright. And well-being is happiness, peace, love, joy, all of that enthusiasm. And when I realized that I was really living in a thought-produced world, just by knowing that thoughts are just like the weather, they're always changing moment to moment. Sometimes you have turbulent weather, sometimes you have sunny weather. Same with clouds, that I just changed my whole relationship and saw thought for what it really was. And I saw that because we're spiritual beings, that thought, mind, and consciousness are gifts, that I can use the power of thought could be like Play-Doh to create any type of life that I really wanted. That alone was power to me. And that's when I began to show up in life and even with my clients on who I really was. And when you show up from that place of your true essence, things about that insecure thinking of, I'm not good enough, I'm not confident, I'm not worthy, that's not even on your radar. You're really with someone, especially clients, and you can connect to them and see them for who they really are and help them step into their power. And uh, it's just an incredible experience. So how I really, I know this is kind of a long answer, long-winded answer, but how I really stepped into my power is when I stopped believing who I thought I was. And when I really, I say I lived a, a misidentified life, I became more of who I really am, and that helped me literally step into my power, my authenticity. So kind of a long answer, Stefan. <laughs> a beautiful answer. And you know, the whole time you were talking, um, I was, um, and, and, and I firmly believe this is a, a, a huge truth that you're sharing with us right now, and the... Uh, the feeling I was, it was evoking in me and as I was feeling you, uh, hearing you talk was a feeling of hope. Yes. So this is earth shatteringly simple, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. As so many innate life truths are. Mm -hmm. And yet we, we come so far away from it as we grow and develop. And what you're sharing with us now is we can go right back there. Like now, right? Yes, yes, absolutely, Stefania. Once we, you know, realize that we are, you know, out of the flow of life, and we only get out of the flow of life because we're just lost in a story. That's okay. And it doesn't need to be analyzed, doesn't need therapy, anything at all like that. You just need a nudge back into the flow. And when you're in the flow, you're back in the moment. And you're back living from all these spiritual gifts that we've been given, this innate resilience, this innate well-being and wisdom. And when we really have the biggest thing I can 
really get across to your listeners is to really get intimate with your wisdom, your intuition, known as your common sense. Because when you can live more from that place, that is when you're able to deal with life effectively, handle it with grace and ease, and still feel peace and contentment, regardless of whatever life tosses out at us. And you're operating from that place, and it makes it such a different experience. And when you really get that relationship with your wisdom, that's like your GPS system built in, you know. And uh, your resiliency kicks in because you have it. Many people think you can learn to be resilient. Anything innate you already have, there is nothing to learn. It's just that we get disconnected from it and we feel like we lack it because we're just back in thought. And just to realize that you're a thinker alone is huge. And when you're lost in thought, like we all do, because we're all part of the human condition, there's nothing wrong with that. And that's just how we work. But when you know that, you just realize you're quieting your mind down, whatever way you do it. And automatically, the river begins to clear. You can see the bottom. and Because our mind's natural state is clarity. And oftentimes, the water is muddy just based on, you know, loss in our personal thinking. So the more that we live from, you know, wisdom, common sense, resilience, I always say that, as Sid Banks would say, we're always living from a good feeling. I say always, but obviously we go up and down because we're human. But the more that we live in a good feeling, uh, that is when, you know, we are in a higher mood, we're more productive, our businesses grow, we have enthusiasm, motivation, inspiration. Uh, it's, that's where you step into your power and uh, that's where you can navigate life from a much more efficient place and a happier place. Hmm. Uh, you said, just said, live in a good feeling when you can yeah. live in a good feeling. This is extremely powerful uh, in the sense that it makes us kind of own the fact that um, we are responsible for our own happiness. Yes. And our own pain. Mm -hmm. Yet in our society and just the way we're culturally inculcated, mm -hmm. we often turn to the outside, you know, yes. as this is impacting me negatively, you know, mm -hmm. this has happened and now I'm down. Um, and we externalize so much. And you talk about in that context of um, tuning into our own wisdom. So, and that sometimes we need a nudge to get into the flow. So what does that look like? What, you know, how do we do that? What are, what, where do we go uh, to, to do that? Yeah, oh my gosh, great question, Stefania. So here's the thing. Uh, the nudge really is just noticing. There's really no how-to. It's just being aware of being aware. And I often say, if you can use your emotions as a barometer, not analyzing them, but just knowing when you're in a low mood, because a low mood comes via thought, and your, rea your reaction of thought are emotions, which cause you to be in a lower mood. And normally when we're in our head, we're in the emotions of the past because we're in the thought of the past. We only keep the past alive and traumas and all that garbagey stuff that happens to us called life uh, through thought. When we're not thinking about it, we're not living there, you see? 
Right. So it's just these thoughts suspended in time. So when you feel like you're, you know, not, you're in a low mood, just by realizing that alone and kind of just noticing that, what happens is because we're connected to a spiritual intelligence, the same one that beats our heart and turns night to day and day to night, the mind automatically reboots itself. And it comes with fresh new thinking. You might not even know it at the moment, but you get automatically into a higher level of thinking, which means you're obviously in a, in a higher mood. So the mind will do that itself. We don't have to force it. We can't change a thought or control a thought because thoughts are fleeting. They come in fast and we're always and only one thought away from happiness or one thought away from sadness. But it's just as soon as we, you know, use the emotions as a barometer that we're in a lower mood, just by observing that and getting out of our own way, whichever way we do that, you're just bumped back into the flow of life, which is beautiful, nudged back into the flow, that river's moving again. Simple yet. Uh, and as you said, innate, yes. yet rarely acknowledged and talked about. Mm -hmm. In even our healing practices, you know, if we look at, if we look at traditional um, systems of even the therapeutic model, mm -hmm. um, now, which, which then brings me to, if we're only one thought away, mm -hmm. <laughs> which yeah. is such a lovely thought, from <laughs> happiness, um, what internal motivation do we have to stay in that unhappy thought? Is it conditioning habit? Is it lack of awareness that we can even shift our thinking? Where do you think most of us uh, struggle with this sense that really this is quite simple um, once I get, I, I, I get in, you know, familiar with the principle and practice it? Yeah, actually, great question. Uh, yeah, I just think people really, you know, they don't know what they don't know. And people tend to stay unhappy because, you know, they think it's because, well, I should say this, the number one reason why most people stay where they are is because they don't know that where their experience of life comes from, because we're all raised from the outside in paradigm that we're all victims, that we're a victim of our past, that we're a victim of, you know, my mother and father or whoever raised me, you know, they have their own issues. So we don't really know where experience comes from. And innocently, you know, it's a misunderstanding. And oftentimes, you know, because we live in the outside in world, people who innocently want to help people, they're giving people strategies, they're telling them to say an affirmation, they're telling them to try to control a thought, stop a thought. So there's a lot of, unfortunately, a lot of confusion out there. And when people, the, see, here's the thing. When you really truly understand the three principles, and that means how your mind works in a sense, the mechan I say the mechanics, but just how your experience of life works or how your psychological experience of life works, it's the actual understanding that allows you to see something like I see something new every single day. So that allows you to the deeper understanding you have, you just live more from there. Naturally, it just happens. 
your level of consciousness goes upwards and you never go back to living the life in a sense, the way that you were before, because once you have that shift in consciousness, it's impossible to go backwards uh, by any means. Can you shift down for a moment? Absolutely, it's the human condition, but you spend more time upwards uh, on in that level of consciousness, which means you're in a better flow of thinking automatically, which means now because you know, you're in a better flow of, of emotions because now you're, uh, because thought creates, uh, emotions are a reaction to thought. So the higher up you go in that level of consciousness, you're more, uh, just bathing in, in, in your innate wellness, you know, your wisdom and your resilience. And it really isn't anything to do. It's the actual understanding of how, you know, these principles work, which does it all. Yeah. If that answered the question, I hope yes, I was clear. It did. Yes, it did. So um, a lot of um, my coaching clients, and I'm sure a lot of yours also are people that might have been at this point introduced to the concept of mindfulness, right? Because yes. uh, John Kabat-Zinn, who, you know, kind of wrote the book that mm -hmm. everybody at some point read, or many of us read, uh, brought that into the mainstream um, several decades ago. So mindfulness says, um, you know, be present in the moment with your thoughts in the moment and be um, aware that your thoughts are going to come and go, so similar. However, mm -hmm. I know there must be some differences between the practice of mindfulness yeah. and the practice you're talking about. Um, I think it might benefit our audience to hear a little bit about that from you, that some draw sure. some contrast or some differences, because so many of us, when I remember, I remember the first time I heard you speak, I went, oh, okay, concepts of being present and mindfulness, right? Yes. Uh, totally. You I pointed agree. out to me it's different. So tell our audience. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. And I honestly, mindfulness, I don't really even know that much about it anymore because I've been in so embedded because this three principles isn't really considered, a, I say, a practice, but I don't know what to call it. So maybe it is. But um, I guess you said mindfulness is really being aware of what you're thinking. Is that what it is more of? Right. And being totally present, focused yeah. on the present moment uh, without thinking uh, backwards at something that happened yesterday yeah. or thinking about what am I going to do next. Just yeah. being really with your physical, mental, and emotional presence in the moment. Yeah, so I guess it's different because see here, you don't have to remember anything. That's the beauty of these principles. That's why I no longer teach journaling or even meditation. And meditation and journaling are absolutely wonderful. I still do them, but I don't rely on them for me to change. So with just understanding the principles of basically how the mind works, see, we don't care about the content of your thinking about the principles because the content of your thinking is irrelevant. You can't control it because every minute it changes. And this is just being aware that you think, that's all. And the only way that you're really present is when you are in that space of um, being out of the noise of your personal thinking. So we don't really care about what the content is, what's going on. And it's not about focusing on being present. It's still living your life it's living your life without even realizing that uh, you're even um, 
it's just it's just realizing that you're just really in the flow because your life is you're 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 feeling happier. You're not focused on worrying about a thought if if that answers that at all. It just happens yes, automatically. Yeah. Yeah. It's just and that under it's hard to put into words because this stuff you can't wrap around your head. It's often hard to articulate. Yes, because yes. it's such a it's so in, innate in us. Exactly. That, you know, when no, somebody I, gets I, this, everything shifts. They don't even worry about mindfulness anymore because right. there's nothing to remember to do. You know. Right. Or a practice to get correct. Through that. And and yes. that was why you were you said the word innate, and I was thinking yes because it's innate. <laughs> yeah. So yes. this is really a a deep conversation um, about how how we're created to be on this yes. planet exactly exactly stefania yes it is it's how every human being works and that we have access see here's i guess another difference between mindfulness now that i say this we have access to the spiritual energy of mind thought and consciousness their gifts they're formless and we can use them any way we want not from the analytical aspect but to create the Play-Doh of our life any which way that we want. So it gives people hope. It gives people um, the opportunity to take ownership of their life because they can realize that no matter, you know, what circumstance that they've been dealt with, that doesn't mean that uh, they can't change how they feel about it uh, from within because, you know, it's just literally any circumstance that we have that how we give meaning to it is how we're using the power of thought. So uh, it's not a matter of the intellect. It's a matter of the heart. And, and, and you're right. It's difficult. Oftentimes it's hard to, to actually uh, put this into words. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, and um, I'm, I'm thinking, uh, well, thinking, <laughs> here we go. The thinking, the thinking <laughs> I, um, I, I'm, I'm just, it's really in, in my heart, in my mind, I'm in full alignment right now with the fact that this is really going back home to the essence of who we are. Exactly. It's really yes. huge, Lynn. Yes. The you hit the nail on the head. Could change. Yes. <laughs> oh. oh my gosh, I love it. Yes, that's my mission: is to change the world, change person the by world, person. One person. Because you know time. what? You're right. Because our true essence is how we're really born. We're not born into this world to suffer or to struggle or to say, "I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm not deserving. I don't have competence. I'm a procrastinator." That's just made up. That's fictitious, based on our our habitual thinking. But even you know, everything is a thought that we give meaning to and. When, when people could really understand the, the principle, I should say, the, the, the nature of how thought works, it's a game changer. We wouldn't have uh, half of the issues that we have in this country today. You're absolutely Indeed. Right. Indeed. Yes. Indeed. Yeah. Very I could be on talking about hours. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Very important work. Thank you, Lynn. This was um, really, truly enlightening. Um, I I, um, I know our audience um, is going to want to know more about this and to sure. connect with you. Mm-hmm. Um, but before we get there, um, can you um, give the audience, share the audience with the audience one key action step that they can implement right away? Um, what would you, uh, what would that be? What would you suggest? 
Uh, let's see. I know there's not a lot of action steps here, but I would say to notice more when they're living from the good feeling that just being aware of noticing how they're more in the flow of life. Life seems to flow, even if it's for that moment, because moment to moment, our experience of life changes. But just noticing what it's like living from a good feeling, maybe more now than they have before, and how effortless it feels, regardless of any of the outside circumstances. Wonderful. That, that is a really, really wonderful transformational um, uh, piece. So tell us, do tell us more about how our listeners can learn about you um, and um, uh, your, your, your tour guide business. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so let's see, they can get a hold of me through Facebook, Lynn McDonald, M-A-C, or uh, through uh, my website, missionpossibleu.com, or via email, missionpossibleu at gmail.com. And I and would it's love mission to- And Yes. Great. Mm-hmm. Mission Possible You. Love that. Yeah, isn't that awesome? Love that. And um, again, thank you so much for your time and for sharing these very, very important truths uh, with our audience. Um, I I come away with excitement and hope and um, going to uh, really, uh, I'm feeling a shift already just from having this conversation with you. Beautiful. Thank you so much. Thank Um, you for having me. I understand that you have an offer for the audience. Mm -hmm. I do. I do. I would love for, uh, to offer anyone this, if you need some insight on something that uh, is happening in your life or your business, I would love for them to reach out uh, via missionpossibleu at gmail.com or through Facebook Messenger. And I would be very happy to uh, gift them an hour session or conversation. The world is lucky to have you. I hope your audience takes you up on that complimentary uh, conversation. Um, you are doing life-changing work, and I am honored to uh, call you a friend and have had you as a guest on this podcast. Well, thank you so much, Stefania. You're doing incredible work just by putting this podcast out there and, and doing the work that you do. So it is an honor to be here. Thank you so much. Hey, all. Thank you for joining me on the Lead Without Limits podcast, Transformational Tidbit. I'm Stefania Rigo, your host. Today, I want to talk about resilience. A common definition of resilience is the capacity to bounce back. That can be the capacity to bounce back from both a major life event, like a divorce, but also refer to bouncing back throughout a day from all the unexpected stressors and demands of that day. Here's the good news. Resilience is not a personality trait that some of us have and others don't. We all have the same innate potential uh, for resilience. Why is it important to understand the power to tap into our resilience? It's important, I think, because you really can't lead in your own life 
and grow without understanding what resilience is and how to access it, how to develop that muscle, so to speak. So here are three ways to foster our capacity for resilience. First, manage your thoughts and emotions. So whether it's a major life trauma you're having to deal with or a very stressful day at work or at home, managing your thoughts about the situation will shift your emotions and feelings about it. This will put you in a mindset where you can bounce back. Let me give an example. Shift your thinking from how something is negative or from a devastating situation, from feeling victimized and powerless to it, to a more positive thought, seek the opportunity, even if it's just a very small sliver of opportunity, to learn and grow and reinvent yourself in the situation, especially if it's a large life event. Number two, focus. So in the middle of a big life event, or especially during a stressful day, it's difficult to focus and to think clearly. So slow down, don't let the situation drain you of all your energy, manage your energy and focus to find the best way out or the best way to shift the situation from a negative to a positive, from a loss to growth, Make the best of it, a little bit at a time. Third suggestion on how to foster your capacity for resilience is self-care. We need to practice physical, mental, and emotional self-care daily because it is in situations where we need to find our resilience and bounce back from stressful events or a terrible series of days it is then that we need to know that we have the energy and the inner resources and strength to bounce back and grow and shift. So from situations in which we have to tap into resilience, we grow. We find our inner strength and we reinvent ourselves. Look for mentorship and support during life-changing events and work with a coach to develop your resilience muscle. So I invite you to reflect at, on times in your life where you went from feeling like a victim to reinventing yourself and growing through a shift in thinking and mindset. And you used and strengthened your resilience muscle. If you'd like to share your insights, please find me on Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn as Stefania Rigo or Stefania Rigo Coach. Reach out to me by email through my website, stefaniarigo.com. I'd love to hear from you. Thank you again for listening. I hope you found value in this transformational tidbit. Thank you for joining us for this episode of Lead Without Limits. Each week, we bring you stimulating conversations with women who lead in business and their community. If you would like to listen to or download other episodes of Lead Without Limits, go to EWNpodcastNetwork.com. This podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and most other major podcast sites. 
Until next time, remember that as leaders, we have the power to shape the future of society and our planet. We hope you make use of the wisdom you've gained here today to lead without limits in your own life. Have you ever asked yourself this question? Why is it so hard to make a buck? <laughs> I know I have. Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. What I have discovered after going from the brink of bankruptcy to running a multi-million dollar award-winning business is this. You can't build a million dollar dream hanging around minimum wage mindsets. My mission is one million women entrepreneurs generating $1 million in annual revenue. So here's what I've done. I've created the mother of all entrepreneur success programs that you can access online on your time. It's called Monetize Me Now. It's a seven module online course that is 100% my success formula, covering mindset, mission, management, motivation, marketing, and measure. Come on, take my hand and I'll show you the way to learn to earn flowing revenue for your business. Visit monetizemenow.com for details. Calling all speakers. eWomen Network has speaking engagements all over North America that must be filled. Are you a gifted messenger, author, expert, or successful entrepreneur that can help women entrepreneurs grow their businesses? Our mission is to help 1 million fulfilled women each achieve $1 million in annual revenue. If you're a speaker that can help women prosper, go to eWomenNetwork.com and sign up as a pro member of our Speakers Network. That's eWomenNetwork.com. Thanks for listening. This is the EWN Podcast Network.